welcome to another episode of Pod Snappery. We're putting the T's in expertise. I'm Hayley Angel. And I'm Ross. Uh, so if you're joining us again, this is episode three. Third time lucky, eh, Ross? Yep, uh, it's the first threesome I've ever had. So <laughs> thanks very much, everyone. <laughs> Remains to be seen whether it's successful yet. Yeah, well, I'm pantless, so <laughs> let's do this. the uh, incredible oracle that was the, what was it, the Melanian Glasshouse local news? Of... Independently owned and operated. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, Ross has, has wowed me, actually, with today's feature publication, Australasian Poultry, Laying and Showfowls, Bantams, Turkeys, Game Birds, game birds Waterfowl and Squabs. Yeah, squab the decks is the only time I've ever heard that word. So uh, is, it, from where I'm sitting on the cover, it looks like the word scabs. So <laughs> some sort of pirate housekeeping duty or some sort of edible skin flake is what we'll be talking about. <laughs> oh, scabby chickens. Oh. Well, I, hope, I, I wouldn't think they'd be featured in the Australasian poultry. I think they'd be more in the RSPCA <laughs> top 10... Crimes against the uh, fauna of Australia. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 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 pleased to see that this is volume twenty eight, number three. So, Australasian poultry. This isn't its first time at the rodeo. No, and I, I guess it's taking over the whole continent. So, I, I would expect <laughs> to see some South Sea Islander chickens featured, uh, with some token bone necklaces and grass skirts around their tail. The rickshaw is that what's happening? <laughs> I think this is the coming out of me as just being a really dark-hearted racist. This podcast, this is really disturbing stuff, actually. Well, of course, they snappers. Before we before we come to this uh, to this you know wonderful piece of media genius, um, uh, I, I I'll turn to you, Ross. What's what's been happening with you this week? Uh, I've been a sick bastard this week, Haley. I've been oh, in what way? Ah, uh, in in the way that. A seemingly minor cold. I've managed to turn that into the deathliest man flu that's ever happened. So, can I say that this 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 is a bit of a running thing for you, Ross? I feel like man flu. You had man flu before that was even invented as a concept. Yeah, I'm the originator of all flus, and uh, I've been zero. <laughs> I've been proud to inflict man flu on the Australian population, but you know, I, I'm sure I just have a regular cold. But you, you know, I I, I was. Fearing the worst, I um I called in a Catholic priest to give me my last <laughs> rites. I gathered my children around me and said my farewells, and I told them that even after I'm gone, they still can't touch my shit. So, <laughs> talk to me about your symptoms. What was actually happening here? Oh, uh, you know, I it it tickled a little bit when I drank my water <laughs> and my <laughs> and my head had a bit of a dull ache to it and I I just felt like this was the end times for us. But you know, that that that's me and my uh, illness that I've somehow miraculously recovered from and <laughs> You certainly bounced back, you're looking rather chipper. Yep. I um took lots of pseudoephedrine before this oh, and that's uh, good stuff. Yeah. I cooked it up in a lab out the back. <laughs> and, um, did you 
went to like surrender your license and I don't know, commit to naming your firstborn after the pharmacist? What is that? They're out of control, these pharmacists, aren't they? Well, I'm buying tissues and jelly beans and then like embarrassingly <laughs> sliding the extra small condoms across the counter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big question is you walk away with eucalyptus drops. In the condoms, or...? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Shell's nickname for your uh, fun bags? My fun bags? <laughs> it's the silicon implants I've now got as well. Yeah, but no, so I was sick and now healthy, uh, have no reason to avoid work any further, but, um, you know, that's been the excitement of my life. Has anything big been going on in your life, Hayley? Well, I don't know. You tell me if this is big. So your penis is massive. <laughs> Actually, on the table. <laughs> I'll stop banging. Um, look, this week I got a troll. A troll. So we're we talking the the colourful haired figurines that are popular in my memories of the nineties. <laughs> yes, firmly planted on the end of my HB pencil. Um, <laughs> No, like a like an actual troll, like a, a, a faceless, nameless keyboard warrior so shelling shit about me online. An internet troll. So I have an internet troll, yeah. So what what do you know about them? How'd they make themselves known? Okay, so I, I have an Instagram account and you know, and look I, I, I completely appreciate the narcissism it takes to post daily selfies uh, for a period of a year and to constantly respond with you know, various combinations of emojis to people telling you how fabulous you look, right? So I, I, I get that that, that, that that just the existence of that could be upsetting to certain people. But so, so on my account, you know, Ross, I need to tell you this, I'm a curvy girl. Um, I've, you know, in, in recent times become a little bit more accepting of that, but, you know, a bit more positive in my own body image. So I, I try to share some of that with my followers on Instagram. And so, so what, what for me, having an Instagram account and sharing has been a totally positive experience for, for about a year now. But, uh, but just... Early this week, um, a particular at triumphant zero woods. I don't know what the zero represents. Is that just a random conglomeration of words? <laughs> what? what, are, at what are triumphant you... woods. I know. Some person, Terry, I think his his or her name was, um, decided to to give me some chat. So let, let let me share with you. Let me share with you the comment from at triumphant naught zero whatever that is. is triumphant this, naught woods. Is this the direct quote? This is a direct quote. This is what this person. So. So just to clarify, on Instagram, you post your own images and people have to follow you to see them. So it's not like Facebook. You know, in Facebook, you accidentally get assaulted with what shit people are up to. So you'll see that your friends have liked some random shit that you couldn't care less about. And it kind of keeps popping up and it dominates your feed. Instagram, you only look at what you specifically want to look at. So if I want to look at my friends all gathering together without me, I have to go and search for that specifically. <laughs> you do! You right. do! That doesn't just get flung up in your face as it usually does in every other platform and forum of which you're involved in. Um, so in this, yeah, you have to seek the individual out. You have to actively follow them. You have to actively dial into their page to see what they're doing. That's why hate being hated on in that forum is quite... I don't know. It's a bit personal. It sounds like they've gone to a lot of effort. So they, yes. they, they don't have just that run-of-the-mill hatred for you that I experienced. <laughs> they're, they're really committed yeah, to the idea. That anyone 
probably needs to be in person harbors on some level. But yeah, they, they've just gone to the next level. Okay, so at Triumphant Woods, this is this is what this person had to say. This was comment number one. Number one. So there was this <laughs> yeah, was yeah, a... yeah. There was a follow up. There's a follow up comment before I blocked. I'm kind of regretting blocking them now. But anyway, okay. So okay. let's let's go. Hit me. <clears throat> Your account is so air quotes yawn and then a yawn face emoji. Right. So yawn yawn face emoji. Your account is so yawn predictable. The inane grin has obviously become tedious. So, what a shocker. Air quotes, gee possums, let's lose weight together. A kind of weird surprise face. Hashtag get over yourself. Hashtag seen it all before. Hashtag too boring for words. Ouch. Now the... the... Well, that's, that's actually brutal. Like, I'm glad it's you're laughing like, about it. But, um... It's uh, quite fully crafted. It's... That's brutal. Okay, so I don't even know if that's as brutal as trolls get, but I imagine that receiving that message, that would have, like, stabbed at you somewhere. No, I know, because it's still one thing to just call me, like, a fat cunt or something. But, I mean, it was, like, another thing to actually... Actually identify that I'm someone who probably, I don't know, identifies with being engaging or dynamic. So it's kind of like, you know, like the enemy of great passion, you know, love isn't hate, it's what is it? What's that word again? Apathy. <laughs> and so it's like understanding that to be boring would be like an ultimate sin to me. Yeah, so they they've they've picked out, they've analyzed you and they've yeah. picked out your weakness. Yeah. They've got Venn diagrams and scientific analysis, and they know the one way to get to Haley would be to say that she's boring, or run-of-the-mill, or vanilla. Yeah, you're just so totally predictable. Um, and so, look, I, I must admit, I, I read this, and I don't know, it's quite funny, because... Because, like, comments come through and the way Instagram works is you kind of, you get, like, a list that people have responded to your stuff. And, and so if they've liked it, and then you sort of have to scroll through all of your bits to find the comments. Because it's like little heart, 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 which is sort of like, like... Sounds a bit intimate, then, actually. <laughs> scrolling to get to your the bits. <laughs> Got to get to the end of your bits. The technical term for, for this, um, so you know, scroll, 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 and then there's then there's like a comment. So then you you know you sort of like go to that. So I can because I, I like to reply to everyone who takes the time to comment to me. I think the least I can do is to kind of comment back and acknowledge it. So, so I think for the last year or so, I've been not not used to or taking for granted that they're lovely comments. But when I read this, I, I felt like my heart just like in my mouth and just felt like my heart beating kind of quickly and just kind of reading it over a couple of times to be like, wow, this person has like got up in my grill. Yeah. Okay. So, so hey, look, I don't want to be too soppy, but it's not like, I don't know. They're not like threatening to kill my family or something, but it was just kind of just to go out of the way. So they've set up a fake account because this account doesn't follow anyone. It doesn't have a profile picture. No one follows it. So someone has specifically set up this account to either write this to me and perhaps to other people, I don't know. But and, presumably no one else uses Hello Possums, which is kind of my tagline, so other than Dame Edna. This, this person is tro is trolling me and Dame Edna simultaneously. <laughs> it could be Dame Edna trolling you. <laughs> for... This bitch stole my line. Uh, I didn't think of that. Barry Humphreys, you nefarious <laughs> cyber on. troll. <laughs> I'm calling out Barry Humphreys. Get... Nefarious cyber troll. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four, I want... <laughs> Barry Humphreys and his night nurse to come to this studio. That's right. In no ways is this just a renovated garage. This is a studio. And let's have it out, Barry. I know, face to face. 
Yeah. So so they've done the research. They know that you can't handle being boring. And they've also yeah. pulled out one of your catchphrases. Do you think it's someone that knows you? Or is it just a really well-researched keyboard warrior? Yeah, well, I don't know. I am always kind of smiling and laughing. So they've t- kind of taken that to say that my... What was it? My inane grin... Which is pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> Do you think it could be like a, a jealous uh, ex-work colleague or um, <laughs> maybe a, a podcast co-host who feels like he didn't get his share of the screen time or the airtime last time? Well, this is really why I was bringing it up, because it's really time to confront you on this, Ross. <laughs> I know that you've been thinking these things for years. You've been saying them to me for years, and I'd really appreciate you avoiding coming onto my online space to continue to say it to me. Uh, I would never troll you, Haley. I, I reserve all my trolling for uh, nanas and uh, those least able to defend themselves. I imagine you would have been able to defend yourself pretty well in this situation. What did you actually say back to the troll? Well, I just I just had to laugh. At just, just like the pot calling the kettle black of calling me predictable... Like, what, someone without a profile picture and a fake account trolling someone? And I'm the fucking predictable one. And that's basically what I said. I wasn't going to respond at all. I mean, that's usually my approach in life. I know that some parents teach their kids to fight back and others teach them to kind of walk away. I'm a bit of one of those. You just can't train a knob to not be a knob. So I just don't really ever waste my energy because the person is never going to listen or learn from you. So it's just, to to my mind, there's no point. But I did respond back. And I was... I was preparing myself for some sort of fun sparring. I just thought this first this first comment yeah. was pretty well crafted. I bit was of interplay. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, let's let's kind of have a bit of chatter. And and and, and actually, when I I got my troll, you will remember that I screenshotted the troll comment and sent it straight to you to like gl- you know to gloat in the fact that I'd finally made it and had a troll. Yeah. At first, I thought I was being accused, but um, no. <laughs> Kind of showing off, yeah. And uh, and you 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 responded to me, so I said that I was going to comment back, and you responded to me that a responding, a commenting to this person will, will prompt one of two things. It will either what did you say again? You said it'll either prompt you what to them to shut up or them to get worse. I forget. Yeah, I would have said something like that, but far more eloquently. <laughs> and <laughs> you did it was beautifully crafted, and I'm sorry, I just shut all over your taking the bard's language and just mangled it here. But so you didn't you didn't so sink did, to their level of chucking in some sarcastic hashtags. No, no, I like didn't. That. I was gonna do I was gonna do some sarcastic hashtags. I was like, no, 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 don't be a total dick. So I just said that. But then, much to my dismay, they just responded back, basically calling me a fat fucking pig with lots of big, big emojis. So they actually dug up a pig emoji. <laughs> They didn't get creative and get like a sliced ham emoji or... <laughs> no, it was so obvious. It was just the pig face. Just the pig face. Yeah, they said something. I actually can't, can't remember. And do you know what? Just because Instagram for me especially... I mean, men on Instagram, and this is going to sound really sexist and it's really sexist. Men on Instagram, first of all, is weird. Unless you're, <laughs> I don't know, like self-promoting watches or something. So, so it's often weird. <laughs> so I just think lots of people take the time to comment and read the comments. I didn't want them to have this kind of negativity. So I, I blocked them and therefore their comments disappeared. Yeah, well, look, you know, if you don't know if it was a, a male or a female the first time around, yeah. I have to say, if they just resorted to fat pig, it probably is yeah. a male. Cause, uh, yeah, like... I, I, the, the second one gave me a bit of a icky, icky bloke vibe. And, and look, the, can I just say that the dick pic is alive and well? So, what, from this person? So, or so, did someone so send you a dick pic? Yes, I do get dick pics. 
I, you know, and, or, or, or people private message me, you know, because I'm a curvier girl and I don't know, I guess if you're into that sort of thing, people write me messages and I don't know what these lads think about what my response is going to be to their weird invitations. Um, so like anytime I get anything like that, any kind of leeringiness, I, it's just, I don't want that shit. So I just block it straight away. So, so I have blocked lots of blokes that send me weird advances. I, that sounds really like arrogant, but I, but I, they do weird people, right? To people on the internet. It happens. It's nice that you, uh, it's nice that you have so many dicks coming your way that you can turn, turn them back around and send them back to the dick island they came from. Like, I know. No, I you don't know. know how lucky you are, Haley. I've never had a dick pic. <laughs> I'm going to start... If this, I'm going to make a promise to you right now, Ross. I love you so much. I'm going to start sending you dick pics. Yeah, you can, you can forward on your dick pics to me <laughs> so I can have that imprinted on my brain as well. So I think from now on, the moral of this story is anytime I, you know, anytime I get sent a dick pic, I'm just going to upload it to the Podsnappery Facebook page so we can all enjoy them. Yeah, well... Uh, that could be something that all our, our viewers and listeners could get in on. Everyone just Please. start, just troll us with your <laughs> genitals. And, uh, be well, sure to like uh, Podsnappery on Facebook at Podsnappery, facebook.com forward slash Podsnappery first. Yeah, so well, we can tag you in it. We should probably acknowledge and thank the people that have liked the page yeah, already. Like, thank you. Uh, it was a bit of validation for me that I literally have nowhere else in my life today. So, uh, yeah, thanks to all those uh, immediate family members. and uh, Who felt pressured. Yeah, and, and coerced <laughs> Facebook friends that felt like they had no other social option. Thanks for uh, liking the page. Um, we'll try and update you on when episodes are coming up and we'll try and... Um, Try and uh, keep you interested in what we've been talking about in the podcast. And I'd probably like to invite you to, you know, interact with us. Uh, apart from sending us your junk in a, in a, in a pic, <laughs> uh, if you've got any topics that you'd like us to discuss or any terrible interview questions that you want us to try out, um, drop us a line at uh, the Facebook page or uh, I'm sure Haley's memorised our email address. Thank you, Ross. It is spotofpodsnappery at gmail.com. That's spotofpodsnappery at gmail.com. And there's no underscores, no capitals. Uh, there's no, uh, you know, 69 on the end. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you did actually originally set up the account podsnappery69. Yeah. I'm going to set up a new email address called trollhaley with dick pics <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> So, so send them to either, really. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 I think I will set up that account. If Gmail will let me, I'll set it up. Everyone, get it all out. Um, and we'll rank you in order from uh, most preferred penis to worst penis. Well, Ross, uh, you know, since uh, I'm sitting here cracking up, I did think of you today, actually. I mean, I know why. To often think of you mm. in the day. But uh, I saw on the Today Show this morning, there was an expert was talking to the fact that those with a good sense of humour are much more likely to be promoted. He was basically there to tell people to stop being such miserable fucks at work. But good sense of humour is one of the key indicators, like height and generally being born with a penis, able to be sent as a dick pic, are, are, are indicators of good promotion. So uh, has that been working for you, Ross? Well, me, no. Uh, I've been at a similar station in my industry um, for over a decade. But that's... Uh, <laughs> That's not an indication of how funny I find myself at all. <laughs> really, I should be um, president of the Milky Way galaxy by now with, with how funny I think I am. <laughs> I 
agree with that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, um, but part of that, I haven't really sought promotion. In my industry, it, with promotion comes a need to relocate. And uh, there's been different family dynamics and relationships that yeah. I've had over those 10 plus years that have sort of put me off the idea of having to relocate away from my home base and away from family. So I've got my reasons that I can always fall back on and not feel like a miserable, <laughs> un- unfunny failure. I've got my, I've got my get out of jail card. Oh no, it was my choice. They didn't, they didn't not promote me. I didn't even ask. I didn't get rejected. You can't fire me. I quit. Delusion is such a beautiful thing. Oh, delusion. It's been my best friend for many years now. No, so I haven't really sought promotion. I have, I've, you know, I've worked my way up the pay scale and up the pecking order a bit. Yeah. Um, and I definitely look down my nose at some of my colleagues, um, <laughs> whether that's deserved or not. Uh, I'll leave someone else to judge. But uh, no, that's an interesting idea. I would have thought the the main indicator of whether you'd be promoted or not would be um, whether you're a white male. I would have thought that'd be way more. Yeah, important that, that was funny. that was definitely the the, the top indicator. So sense of humour of a white male who also happens to be over six foot two. I think that was probably the only time it was relevant. But I think they were liking making it more palatable for the female viewing audience. The only people who are willing to spend an hour being flogged ads for vibrating exercise equipment and blenders. Do you know, I, I find that really hard to watch those oh. vibrating exercises. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> I mean, the show in general. <laughs> like they, they quite often have like a, a middle-aged woman strapped up to the vibrating band, and she's just standing there grinning. And are we all just ig- ignoring the fact that vibrators are a thing that women use? Like, because why are they making these women advertise the vibrating exercise regime? Like, Can I admit something really inappropriate on air? Oh, I get Are you about to whip out a vibrator? <laughs> okay, so... A, fr- a friend of mine has one of these... Like, I was about to go oh, into some chat about how much I hate... I hate, I hate television programming that's just to shove advertising down women's throats. But... <laughs> a friend of mine actually has one of these... Vi- what do they call those vibrating egg pad things on the floor? They have a name, don't they? Oh, the Sibian? <laughs> Sibian? Sibian? I've never used one. <laughs> they call it like Fat Blaster. <laughs> fat Blaster just sounds like a really in- offensive porno. <laughs> Hashtag get over yourself. Too boring for words. <laughs> choice I stayed at her house because I had a meeting near where she lives the next day and she put me on this thing for 10 minutes can I just say 10 minutes (laughs) someone's spoiled (laughs) she also made me breakfast (laughs) she made you breakfast in the morning after 10 minutes on the vibrating exercise machine very interesting I think I'd be willing to do 10 minutes on the vibrator for free breakfast. All I can say is that it it does actually do what it says on the tin. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite disturbing. Because she was sat on the couch while I was still... 
So you just sit around and have a cup of tea with your... Well, I guess you wouldn't have the tea, otherwise you'd be spilling scalding hot Earl Grey all over your lap. But... So I... Did you strip off? Like, what, what's the dress etiquette for a vibrating exercise machine? I was wearing my pyjamas and... It didn't feel appropriate at all. <laughs> I was wearing an old ACDC t-shirt and a pair of pink long long leg trousers that have little pictures of pink faces on it. <laughs> pink emoji. <laughs> Just a, a, a well-positioned <laughs> snout over the groin area of your pyjama pants. But yeah, so promotions at work. Yeah, it's a good topic we're on here. So... <laughs> So Haley, have you used your new toned physique from the vibrating machine to get yourself any promotions? Like, I've actively been demoted. <laughs> You've been demoted. I, I'm in the same job that I got in 2008. <laughs> That's the equivalent of uh, me going back to work at a two dollar discount store in the outer suburbs of Brisbane. I think. I not only has my sense of humour not advanced me, but neither has my newly toned physique. So. No. So you've been demoted, you're attracting trolls. <laughs> it's, it's not looking good for you, I have to say. I know. I should probably just pack it all in now. God, give me a bullet. Well, so, but in, the, the things have turned up, though. Things have turned up because Australasian poultry oh, right. is here to take, us, to take our journey to the next level. So, um, I, I want to discuss with you, Ross, developing the Quamby. Yeah. So, <laughs> By Dr. Gil Stokes. I love that Gil... This is written by Gil, and Gil now refers to him or herself in the third person. <clears throat> Developing the Quamby by Dr. Gil Stokes. Gil has been working on an entirely new breed of fowl, <laughs> tailored to Australian conditions and with excellent utility properties. I, it says proerties, but I assume that means properties. So no, it, no, it's proerties. Is it? Is that a word? Proerties is... Uh, it's fowl talk for being... <laughs> Illiterate, I, I believe is the term. I actually believed you for a second there. What a dick. It's because I've got an authoritative tone. Yeah. <laughs> you wound me with you it. You should buy this vibrating machine off me, Haley. It's did. definitely not being used today. No, they're not stray pubes. What are you talking about? They're comfort hairs. I'm glad it was... Written by Gil Stokes in the third person, well, in the first person, because I, the way the picture for this article set up, I, I had a feeling it might have been written by the Quamby in. <laughs> what is a Quamby? We're gonna tell the listeners. Well, it sounds like uh, like a combi variation. I'm just imagining a lot of um, strawberry pickers driving twenty kilometers under the speed limit, but uh, I don't know. I can only assume that the Quamby is a, a sort of chicken. Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. This Gill, Dr. Gill, who likes to refer to himself in the third person in Penny's own articles, has been working away in some kind of lab to create a new type of chicken. And, and he's being applauded. I mean, Australasian poultry is excited about it. It's a cover story. They're endorsing this tampering <laughs> with the evolutionary chain. A new combi, a new utility breed. Like, I mean, what's the, what's the utility of a chicken? What makes a chicken utilitarian? I'm guessing you can chuck your blue healer in the back and bolt down your toolkit and 
Is it a? Has it got a tray on its back or something? <laughs> is it a dual cab? I don't know. How do you feel about people like you just creating new breeds? I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, and, and he's a self-proclaimed doctor, so he's got the credentials, the know-how, and the desire, and he's just flaunting it. I don't know it's a bit. It is a bit scary, isn't it? Because you know, yeah. like I, I've got a couple of semi-retarded dogs, and I know that. 10,000 years ago, they were wolves that hunted and howled. And, <laughs> yep, yep, and, yep. And, like, humans have created this this animal of the dog. Yep. I know Haley loves her dogs. And... I, 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 I do. I'm quite partial to a to So, a like, if we imagine the chicken, which I'm guessing hasn't changed all that much in 10,000 years. <laughs> no. But if we go 10,000 years in the future, what would a chicken end up looking like if it's been interbred yeah. and yeah. tailored to human needs? Yeah. Like, Oh, oh, is this as a hypothetical question? Are we going to describe what that chicken is like? This is a scientific analysis, <laughs> Haley, and I know that you're well prepared for that. <laughs> I'm guessing. I just need ten minutes for a bit of inspiration. Well, here, like, what do humans need chickens for? We 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 don't need the feathers to stuff our pillows anymore. No. Um, look, uh, it's it's really only one continent in the world that wants the beaks and the feet for cuisine. But I just imagine in 10,000 years, we've just settled on all, all we need is a Zingerberger patty out of these <laughs> animals. So they'll just hatch from the egg already wrapped up uh, and served with a <laughs> with Pepsi what? Max can. <laughs> with a t- 12... How many herbs, secret herbs and spices are there? Oh, I'm sure there's at least a dozen. <laughs> if advertising has seared itself on my brain like I assume it has. Okay, so from the Quambi to... I just want to fast forward for a second to some some superior alliteration. Wayne Patterson is bringing us a family fancy for fouls. (laughs) Christ. Okay. So Wayne... Wayne is also writing an article about himself. I'm starting to see a trend in Australasian poultry. They're shameless (laughs) self-promoters, aren't they? So... Family Fancy for Fowls by Wayne Patterson. Wayne's father helped to become part of the wonderful world of poultry showing, and he in turn has passed the passion onto his children, presumably Wayne Patterson. So I'd, I'd like to share with you and, and just get some thoughts on this. So, Wayne shares with us his top tips. Um, oh, you know, for showing those fancy fouls. So um, he's giving away his secrets. So, so this, yeah, he's, this is no KFC secret <laughs> herb and spices. Wayne is happy to just let everyone know. He's going open source on his uh, on his chicken evolution. So, top tips, right? Okay, this, this is what he's telling us to do to be successful. Read and understand the standards. Okay, well, I've got notoriously low standards, so I <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be too hard. Okay. Check. Okay. He's then telling us to, so this is for showing, showing fouls, just to clarify. Follow the judges and ask, <laughs> and ask questions. Follow the judges home <laughs> with a, a syringe with a, an agent that will knock them out. And they'll wake up with a cardboard beak strapped around their face. They'll, um, they'll, be, t- <laughs> they'll be tarred and feathered and, <laughs> and wearing a pair of pig snout pyjama pants. So he's advocating stalking the judges. Do you think it's possible that Wayne is at Triumphant Woods? <laughs> Wayne is your troll. Oh my god. It's come full circle. Uh, okay, so after tarring and feathering the judges, he says, 
ask lots of questions about care, show preparation, etc. And use this information to make up your mind on the way that best suits you. It's not every bit of advice slash suggestion works for everyone. Yeah, well, once you've knocked the judges out, I guess all the, the next thing they want is for you to show up at their workplace the next day and pester them with every question about poultry you can think of. I love that he's basically just... That's his get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, he's basically saying, here's my advice, but my advice is, not all advice works for everyone. <laughs> my advice is, you've got to grow up and be a man. You've got to go figure this stuff out for yourself. Well, I thanks, think... Wayne. I'm actually finding life a lot more difficult than you're making it out to be. Not everything's black and white, as your magazine suggests. I think we're working out the kind of man Wayne's father really was. Yeah, Wayne's father was a smug prick, is what I'm guessing. (laughs) Be willing to accept criticism, good and bad. Don't take it to heart. Look, that's, that's actually hard to do, because... Uh, I'm looking at a picture of Wayne here and uh, I've got plenty of criticisms for him. That shirt, for instance. It's great. Uh, it's, it's all constructive <laughs> criticism. Keep it up, Wayne. Do it for the love of your birds, not for the prizes. That's right. He's got uh, three different women on the go and uh, he calls them all his birds, sheilers. Oh, I should have said chickadees. That's a much better use of our topic. We'll edit that in later, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> Seamless edit here. And I think from Wayne's top tips, we flow ever so uh, breezily into a recipe for easy smoked chicken. Mm. Oh, okay, so it's not a smoking chicken. It's not um, some sort of uh, Bob Marley freewheel and Persian rugs dwelling... Barefoot. <laughs> Apple bong constructing Centrelink succubus. No, it's a smoked chicken, which is sounds flavoursome and delightful, and not a drain on our national economy at all. So is is the chicken that fits into this rather disturbing looking smoking contraption? Is that the chicken that we're to see in the next ten thousand years? Well, I, 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 I actually, I'm not trying to make light of this historical event, but th- just for our, our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> this photo looks very reminiscent of the, uh, the Polish town of Auschwitz. It, it looks like a basic gas chamber for chickens, it, or it's something out of a Saw sequel that I haven't had the guts to watch in daylight hours, let alone at night. It looks like he's going to get on Tinder, make a profile, have some good quips, meet up with a chick. Um, He's going to set up a trampoline at the bottom of his Gold Coast high-rise tower so that when she plummets drunkenly off the balcony, she'll just spring straight into the back of his Quamby Ute hybrid animal. He'll drive her to his underground basement and he'll hang her up by a meat hook. And um, he'll probably play her some of his original acoustic music. And if she doesn't applaud enough, he'll, he'll probably gas and kill her. Uh, look at this. Uh, the I'm author's so, name I'm is... sorry, Richard Narrick. Dick Narrick, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Richard, Richard Narrick is... A, uh, can the authorities please look into Richard? Because I'm pretty sure that he is a serial killer. <laughs> 
but he may have some delicious smoked chicken there for the police that arrest him. writing about themselves in this instance. So this is one I really want to pay attention to. It's a novel technique. Um, this is this is Starter Young by Christine Talbot. So this is talking about Jessica Benitcher, uh, who's won a number of hen-showing awards and who clearly is sort of the next big thing in hen-showing, but he's only 16 years of age. Um, you know, how young is too young <laughs> to, uh, to be showing foul in Australia? Oh, I've always thought 16 is about as young as I'd be willing to get involved in this sort of stuff. Um, she's, she's incubated the eggs all by herself in her home. Has she been nesting? <laughs> Has she got a human-sized chicken coop? She looked, after the, uh, she looked after the chicks in a makeshift brooder. Um, she moved her pet bearded dragon lizard out of its cage, brackets, which looks like an aquarium with a heat lamp in it to keep the lizard warm, and used it as a brooder for the chicks in her bedroom. Do you remember the, the, on The Simpsons how Marge had the two sisters, the spinsters? Yeah. And they had the, the pet iguana, Jub yeah. Jub. <laughs> so Jub Jub's out. Jub Jub's out. Yeah. I don't know. So you've got a, you have a young son who's how old? Twelve? Oh, he's 28 and he won't move out. (laughs) I'm going to have to jack his rent up. It was his birthday yesterday. What did he turn? Um, No, he's he's turned 13, actually, which is... uh, Oh, see? He's a big man. Officially a a teenager. Wow, good luck for the next five years. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the, what do they call it? The brooding will begin. Right. As opposed to breeding, which (laughs) I hope is a few years away. Talk to me, all right, you've got a son, he's 13, he's off cultivating shit in his bedroom, you find out they're chickens, how do you feel, good or bad? Hmm, well as long as he's not smoking the chickens in a dilapidated torture chamber, uh, I'll probably be okay with it. <laughs> and, and finally, um, I don't know if you if you realised, Ross, but the the twelfth annual rare poultry show um, happened happened in Australasia somewhere recently, um, and I can see here a number of uh, beautiful fowl who've been uh, who've received awards and accolades um, being shown in the rare poultry show. What's a breed of chicken? What's a rare breed of chicken that you'd like to see? Perry uh, Perry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> give, give me a name. Talk me through its. Uh, talk, talk me through its key features. Um, it's probably missing sixty percent of its feathers. Uh, it's got barbed wire cuffs around its legs. <laughs> it's got uh, a sock stuffed down its beak. No, this is all sounding very criminal, actually. <laughs> what about great colours and, you know, and... Uh... Yeah, well, uh, no, okay, well, let's go the other way. Instead of um, instead of ending up in jail from RSPCA uh, investigations, let's, um, let's use our chicken for good. So let's, let's, let's breed the first pro-marriage equality chicken with, <laughs> with rainbow feathers, uh, glow stick bracelets, or anklets, it would be. Um... We'll teach it to dance. It needs to have a good sense of rhythm. Um, 
Yeah, and we'll get it to go and peck uh, Tony Abbott's eyes out. It would <laughs> probably be the, the secret to it all. Do you think it'll get its postal vote in on time? No, oh, well, chickens are they're, they're known as being quite punctual with their mail delivery, so I, I wouldn't see any dramas with that. But if you're worried, like we'll 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 pre-mail it. We'll set up the envelope. Um, I'll forge his little footprint signature. We'll have it all good to go. You know, it's it's funny though. Food modification uh, for good. You know, we were talking. We, we we were talking really in you know outrage really about the Quamby. Just you know, old Dick was it? Was it Dick? Was that who invented the Quamby? Uh, oh no, Gil. Gil, sorry, Gil. Doctor Gil you, Stokes. You've got dicks on the brain today, don't you? <laughs> Doctor Gil Stokes is Quamby. It's giving me a bit of outrage. But look, you know, years ago I, I used to work for QT in, in gaining research projects, and I and I'll never forget it. Stayed with me ever since that one of the key research projects that was happening there was the modification of bananas to include to include the right vitamin levels so that it could actually um, address the issues of uh, of malnourishment so it happening in Uganda. It just blew my mind for someone to say what's plentiful in Uganda is bananas. So let's rather than try to get in additional food sources, let's just pump those vitamins into the banana, which is the principal part of the individual's diet, so that they're getting all their vitamin E's. I was just blown away by how incredible that was. It's pretty smart. I should just start asking uh, my partner to start dropping chewable vitamin C tablets into my beer cans. She should know that's the best way to keep me healthy. No, but no, it's it's legitimately an interesting thought. So what would you do? Like spend money on education and, you know, yeah. get dietitians on the ground. Yeah, and, and ha- you know, try to cultivate new agriculture and obviously there's soil conditions and there's all sorts of issues. So there's all of these broader issues that would come into play trying to diversify the food source. So rather than diversifying the food source, they simply diversified the vitamin that was coming from the key food source that was already there. Um, it was an extraordinary piece of work and it's, you know, it was, it was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They actually threw a couple of million behind it, which was extraordinary. But that's always kind of stayed with me. Every time I hear of these kind of quasi sort of scary food modification sort of stuff, and it, it does get a little bit scary, I think, with all of these numbers and... Uh, I don't know, or they're kind of you know taking taking things as as as, as basic and organic as food into the lab. It gets a bit scary, but then I, I always take myself back to that that project and think, wow, there's some real good that can be done. I guess um, I, I'm no Bill Gates by any means. I mean, <laughs> no, not on any level. If you looked at my bank account, that's obvious. Not Bill Gates. Um, Your if... general ability to engage with technology is probably a key <laughs> one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very curious what this this rectangular recording device is. <laughs> a phone, did you call it? Um, no, so I'm no I'm no Bill Gates and I'm no banana modifier, but um, you know I, I guess the a low level thing that anyone could really start doing is um, we could start modifying our own uh, bodily fluids and start chugging <laughs> some pineapple juice. Um, someone told me it's a good idea to do that. But. Very low level uh, <laughs> modification, but um, I, th- I think we should all start somewhere. So, <laughs> what a grateful wives and girlfriends out there, or boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely so. All right, inanimate body pillows. I'm glad the rainbow chicken was here to remind us of that fact. Oh yeah, no, but yeah, they um got a lot of mileage out of this Australasian poultry. I'm I'm glad that the industry is thriving so much that they've been able to. Keep this publication on the go. And we'll just give it, it's just bloody six fifty plus GST. No, that's in, sorry. I, I apologise. That was defamatory. It's inclusive of GST. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first defamatory thing that's been said on this <laughs> this episode. But talk to me about what was it? Chicken Monthly. What well, that was 
thriving at 1380 or something, wasn't it? Oh, right. So I've, I've, um, I've supported the little guy here. So with Australasian <laughs> poultry, you know, they've, they've, put a, they've put a colour photo on the front and they've got a, a, a very striking shade of blue as their background. It's quite lovely. On the inside, it's black and white. It's uh, written by all of the features. It's like yeah, it's it's like the magazine version of a utility chicken, really. <laughs> but oh, Haley's just turned to a page that's titled "The Saxony Duck." I don't know. Ducks are poultry, I guess. I'm learning. <laughs> what is that? It was on the cover. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, but no, so I'm, I'm, but in a way, with all due respect to Australasian poultry, we are slumming it a bit because we could have got Chickens Monthly, which had um, all the latest summer sex tips and (laughs) uh, how to remove those unwanted feathers and how to tell your breeder that you're not in the mood. Um, It had glossy photoshopped thighs on the front. <laughs> Very healthy breast. What other chicken anatomy applies to tits and ass? Can't think right now. We'll edit that out. Uh, but no, I could have got a superior magazine, but I thought, no, I'm going to support Australasian poultry. And you know what? Gee, I'm glad I did, because this magazine is legitimately staying in my household to be passed on to my children the next time I get man flu. To you, Snappers, I'm putting a call out to you. If there is a publication that you feel is of the elk of Australasian poultry, nay, it could be Chickens Monthly, but you were not going to push the point that far. If you think it's of the elk, if you think it should be shared with Ross and I and with the world, please, will you email us? Uh, We'd love to hear from you, spotofpodsnappery at gmail.com. We'd even love it even more if you could pop it in an express post envelope just to say it's the actual expense of going out and buying it and send it through. I can give you our postal address. Uh, But yeah, we want to be able to share um, true insight with the world, don't we, Ross? Oh, I could take or leave that. I just really want to hear... (laughs) I just want my voice recorded, actually. But... uh... (laughs) (laughs) If anyone... I mean, look, if anyone's got any between, you know, 1989 and 1997 Dolly magazines laying around, it's my dream to have Ross respond to Dolly Doctor questions. I've actually kept my eye out. For those who know me, I'm a bit bit of an op shopping thing. So I've been keeping my eye out. I've not seen any classic Dolly. So if you have some dusty Dollies laying around, please, please get in touch. Spot of Podsnapper at gmail.com. This could go anywhere, this segment, couldn't it? Like, don't stop it. What was the... There was the pre-Dolly. You know how you graduated from Dolly to Cosmo? There TV was... hits. The Girlfriend. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Girlfriend, you know, uh, Dolly. We could even go to... What was the what was the really slaggy one? Cleo. You could even oh, go to Cleo. Cleo yes. sealed section. That's, that's actually what I'm gunning for. Um, so yeah, please, please drop us an email or, or drop us a, a, a message on the Facebook page. And I suppose, look, just, just to wrap this up, um, Ross, a, a, a shit interview question for you. Uh, what actor would play you in the hotly anticipated biopic, Ross? Mm. Uh, I think Rebel Wilson's done a lot of good things <laughs> and she might be the, she might be able to capture my essence best. <laughs> So as I sit here connecting my people with Rebels people, uh, I say thank you so much, Snappers, for joining us for another week. We'll see you for more pod snappery delights in just a week's time. So stick with us and we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Ciao.